You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater with your ever-present host, Noah Martin. Welcome to The Study, a place where I read you the most enlightening tales you've never heard. Please, stay a while. If you're hearing this, look, you already know something bad has happened to me. If you're hearing this, then that means you're just, you're so close to solving the case, too. There's just a bit more information to come. Please, dear listener, be careful. Keep listening for your own sake. I left the jail as fast as I could. I suppose that means I'm on the run now from the cops. Not like it matters much. There's only a few cops in town. All evidence is pointing towards Wayne as the maimer, but what I can't figure out was Elise's part in this. Why was her locket near the first scene of the crime? Why was Grace so sure about Wayne? Why would I hear sirens from down the street after John's death if Wayne is the murderer? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Why would he allow John to run away instead of hunting him down and killing him so he didn't get to speak? I guess I'll find out one way or another. Elise is dead, so I can't learn from her, John, Bella, all of these people. It used to be that every victim was before the age of 25, but John is an exception. He's much older. Why? Where could I go to? That's it. I know where I'll go. I should have seen this coming. I see. Interesting story, Royal. What do you think? I can't give away that information, but I see where your thoughts lie. I suppose you might be on the right track. Might? Indeed. Might. I don't know the case as well as you do, nor do I know who the maimer might be. But it seems like there are two suspects, and one of them has repented his evil ways. What's it matter if he's repented? He still could have done it. Could he have? He's an old man, and you said it yourself. He's a master manipulator, but he's frail. He may have been stronger when he was younger, but I'd reckon that he probably couldn't even steal candy from a baby. He wouldn't be able to get away. So, do you think he could have killed Bella Fields and multiple other victims in cold blood? It only takes one bullet. That's it. Doesn't matter what else. But the bodies have been maimed. Do you think an old man is capable of hacking bodies to pieces, or in the case of John Robinson, carrying a man to his car and taking him into the woods? I suppose not, but he has motivation for every murder. He has motivation for John Robinson? From my interview with his son, I think Gray might have... You know. That's horrible. But I'm not sure you're quite right. Why do you keep defending him at every turn? He's a bad man. And probably a murderer. He's ruined lives. My best friend killed himself because of Gray, and you're standing here defending him. Everyone has a chance for redemption, and I believe he has more than redeemed himself in the eyes of the Lord. 
Sure, I see him as a despicable human, but I don't believe that he is capable of what you're accusing him of. It's people like you who make me sick. You're so focused on God and religion, preaching like you're holier than everyone else, like everyone has a chance at enlightenment. And then you wash away sins like they never happened, but they did. There are people alive with the scars to prove it, yet you can still see the good in someone truly awful. You came to me for help, Royal. I'm giving you my advice. I don't believe he did it. I don't believe he can do it. I believe he's truly trying to change. If you don't like what I have to say, then hopefully you can find your own truth. As long as it doesn't hurt others. Again with your holier than thou, you feel emotions, you feel conflicts, and here you are, acting like you don't. Mr. McNeil, please leave. I get up, and leave without another word, closing the great oak doors behind me. I admit, I took out a bit more anger and frustration on him than I should have, but I don't understand how someone can forgive such heinous crimes and turn the other cheek. At this point, it's not even about the man, but everyone else that fell into his clutches. Is it fair? to forgive a man that has ruined so many other lives? Is it even for God to give forgiveness when so many have killed themselves or suffered through PTSD? I'm a journalist, and if all my years on the force have taught me anything, it's that people never change. I've seen the same politicians enter office, tell the same lives, but have different names. I've been one of those liars. But not anymore. I will find the truth. I will find justice. But the question is, where do I look? Where can I... Oh, I'm on a spree today. I'll go back to the forest, back to where John died. And I'll see if I can find the cabin he was talking about. It's probably the cabin that I found Bella Field stuff in. I should have looked at this sooner. I should have explored the woods. You think I would have known this by now? There's no one here. The cops are gone, coming around the side of the house. It's almost surprising to see how well they cleaned up the body and the blood. The windows are boarded up. The glass is gone, yet not even the hint of a chalk outline. It's as if there's no memory of Elise's death here at all. Moving through the darkness, I can't help but notice the sky bright pink with a hint of red dancing through. It worries me, such a bloody sky beating down on me. Something bad is going to happen tonight. It's just my gut feeling. Intuition. Something wrong is creeping across the shadows, inching for me. And I'm none the wiser, armed with only my wit to defend myself. Something's... Hmm. 
John's body is gone. I guess the cops could have picked it up, but it's merely been a few hours since I was last here. Something isn't right. That sounds like footsteps. I've got to hide. That tree will do just the right width. That sounds like the college girl I've been talking to. Virginia Harrison. Virginia, here. What is it you need? Royal? Uh, are you out here, or is my mind... Virginia, I'm behind this tree. I step out from the tree and look into the darkness. A thick, unsettling mist is beginning to find its way into the evening. It's like a million cobwebs everywhere, and trying to see through the string... Uh, my vision is so fogged, so crowded, but I can still make out her form through the darkness. Mr. McNeil! You have no idea how happy I am to see you! A tear runs down her cheek. Something, or someone, has spooked her. Virginia, what's wrong? What did you see? I think I found the maimer. On the edge of the forest, there's an old cave. It's by the seashore. A cave? Yes, it's about a mile past this old, weird-looking cabin. Oh, I should have known he wouldn't have gone too far. John was talking about the cabin. You know the cabin? Yes, it's the cabin where I first found Bella Fields' phone. You found Bella Fields' phone? What was on it? I'll tell you when I finish my report. If we're going to be out here together, then you need to tell me the information. No, Virginia. I think you should go home. Whatever it was that spooked you is still out there. I can handle it. By myself, it would have been tough, but with two of us, anything is possible. No, it's too dangerous for you to go. No, it's not! What happened in that Hope Wilson case you were going after anyways? That's why I'm out here. The case led me here. You've had progress? Yes. I think something happened out here in the woods. Nobody remembered Hope Wilson, except for one person who said she went to school with her back in ancient times. And what's the lead? Well, it turns out that she saw Hope Wilson walking out here with a man in a red suit and a little girl. You think they're dead? I don't know, but if they are, then I'll need to find the bones. So you decided it was best to wander the woods at night? No, I was out here all day looking for some scrap of evidence. But I don't know what anyone was wearing besides a red suit. I don't know where they went, if they stayed in the forest, or went to the beach. That's why I need to come with you. I need to finish this case, or at least find more evidence. And no one is going to stop me. You're a college student. What, 20? 19? You're exactly the demographic that the Maimer would target. And you are out near his lair. Mr. McNeil. With all due respect, I can more than handle myself. Virginia, it doesn't matter how you grew up. You have a life to live. I never forgive myself if something bad happened to you. You're just a child. I'm an adult, and I can make my own decisions. You're right. If I've learned anything from this case, is that adults can handle themselves. Let's go. I'm going... Oh. You said yes? Wasn't expecting that. Just... Don't die. 
If things look tough, you go ahead and save yourself, okay? Okay. Thus concludes this broadcast of Retrospection Radio Theater. I'm Noah Martin, your ever-present host. Please join us again on the last day of every month for new episodes of our radio theater. Please listen to more episodes or check out our historical talk show at www.retrospectionradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Retrospection Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating us on your preferred platform and leaving your comments. Finally, Retrospection lives off of your donations and ad space. If you are interested in helping Retrospection in any way, please consider going to our website and donating at www.retrospectionradio.com. Our next broadcast will be on the last day of the month. Stay tuned.